Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Today, our people can see that we're faced with a government conspiracy. This government has failed us. The senators who are filibustering concerning your and my rights, that's the government. Don't say it, Southern Senators. This is the government. This is a government filibuster. It's not a segregationist filibuster. It's a government filibuster. Any kind of activity that takes place on the floor of the Congress. Back. I love that intro, baby. True Colors, baby. We back. Yeah, what's up with it, man? Man, what's up, man? We back. Colors intro, baby. Man. Uh, shout out to all the fathers, y'all. We took Father's Day off. You know what I mean? Shout out to all the dads out there doing their thing, whether it's for their kids or legitimately or not, you know. Big ups to all the pops out there holding it down. Um, I'm your boy, D-U-B, and here with Kyle. What up, Kyle? What's up, man? Ain't nothing, man. What you got going, man? Uh, about to get into these uh, the NBA finals wrapped up, y'all, and um, kind of disappointed. Um, <laughs> now we got now we got to go through a whole year Aww. or a lifetime, and talking about is LeBron better than Jesus? <laughs> That's what they. You watch ESPN, man. They got a category of LeBron better than Jesus. I was like, damn. <laughs> it's just like that. So I was like, man. I just thought he was a basketball player, but he better than Najee Bush. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, man, Um, Cleveland, you know, they came back from down 3-1 to beat the Golden State Warriors in a game seven on the road to close out the series and end their season. I brought home the first championship. What we what we not gonna do is play that clap shit. But um, they need to be booed. <laughs> we don't support LeBron on, on true color. <laughs> yeah, we 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 ain't down with with the hypocrisy of LeBron James supposedly making this this falsehood history. But anyway, they came back three one. Um, tying it up, the first team ever to do that in finals NBA history. They brought the first championship to Cleveland, and now he's better than he's better than everything in sports. You know what I'm saying? Cleveland got a sense of pride now, which is always good for a city to have a pride about something when they ain't never had nothing. So much other stuff going on in Cleveland they don't talk about, but hey, that's just me. But I just don't like how they, you know, during the finals. You know, he had a lot of controversy about Steph Curry's wife tweeting that the shit was rigged during the game six when Curry got ejected. What you think? 
I mean, I always kind of think it's rigged anyway. You know, you got a bunch of Caucasians with a lot of money on the line, and, you know, they ain't going to let nothing play out fair. But, you know, Golden State still had a chance, man. They just blew it. And now we're going to have to hear this shit for another year. And I was crushed, man. I damn near cried. And I, I ain't even no Golden State Warrior fan or nothing, but my LeBron hate is to the core. Now, this ain't got nothing to do with what he do off the court because I respect the man off the court, you know what I'm saying? He put his homeboys on, you know, put on for the city. That's cool. But on the court, I hate that man. So, <laughs> you know, I damn near cried. And I wanted to slap the shit out of Clay Thompson and Steph Curry when they lost that game, man. They they was just throwing up some crazy shots, man. One foot, three pointers, and all kinds of stuff. I'm like, chill out, man. Yeah, they trying they, to play that Kyrie just hit him with that dagger at the end, and then LeBron fell down so he could get some uh, some attention off Kyrie, act like he broke his arm and shit. Once he fell down, I was like, oh, here we go. Here we go. He he trying to steal Kyrie's son. But, yeah, yeah. That, that that hurt, man. Yeah. Tell you something about Kyrie, man. That's the real MVP. You know, LeBron James yeah, won Kyrie MVP balled out. Kyrie is like that's that dude, man. Like I'm down with Kyrie. Like I don't like nobody on Cleveland, but I'm down with Kyrie. You know what I'm saying? Like his talent. I don't like how recently they said he he threw a, a no black girls allowed yacht party as a celebration. Like I mean, you got money, you it's your yacht or whatever. Feel free how to celebrate if you want to. I don't know how true that is, but if it is, man, he can go to hell though. Like. Young brothers out there. Tell his little little peanut head ass a square. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Just listening to him. He went to Duke and all that. So, you know, you oh, yeah, got to tell he. They don't drive that yeah, square. Yeah, they, they ain't finna get no real one up in there. So you can kind of tell that's how Kyrie is. He can hoop, but, you know, that that they're all white party, all white girl party or whatever you had with them with them on the boat, dancing the future with no rhythm, then he gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck Kyrie for that. It's like reverse with LeBron. It's like we fuck with LeBron off the court, but not on the court, and we fuck with Kyrie on the court, but not off the court. So I guess you can't have it all with these niggas. So fuck it. But um, you see, Phoenix it off real. But yeah, man, um, I just don't like the fact that ESPN gets carried away with this LeBron hype. It's like ridiculous. It's like Okay, yeah, he's a, he's been walking billboards since he was 17. You know what I'm saying? The money, he got the hype. He got the rings. You don't need to sit here and devalue other legendary people, legacies, just to boost his up. You can hype up LeBron without bringing other legends down. That's proven what, without beyond a doubt that they've earned a spot on Mount Rushmore, on this NBA world, regardless of the era they played in, which I say – the older eras were even tougher than today's era anyway, considering the way they treat these athletes and the way they pamper them and the way they call the games. So you can't sit here and, you know, I was watching The Herd on ESPN, the radio show, and he said if LeBron James, Colin, what's his name on The Herd? I forgot his name. That's the name of the show, though. One of the dudes said if LeBron James quit right now, he's better than Kobe Bryant. It's like, come on, man. Like, that's taking it too far. 
You know, like, you can't say stuff like that, you know what I'm saying, just because this dude piggyback off Kyrie Irving and the rest, just like he piggybacked off of D-Wade and the rest, and he's the most versatile player to ever play the game, true. But he's not the most – he's not the most – the just the killer that Kobe Bryant or Michael Jordan or even Kyrie Irving is. He's not. Like, he's just not that go-to dude. If you consider yourself to be the king – and you have to be the one taking these dagger shots. You should be mad that somebody else took the shot. You yeah, I think saying? that's what a, I think that's what the problem is. Like my, my whole issue with him is like I, I can see that he's great. That he's a great player. He's the best player in the league. Like that's that's no doubt. My whole argument with the guy when he started talking about he needs to be on Mount Rushmore and stuff like that. It's like it's no other NBA player in history that have that has had so many things done for him, man. Like, after a while, it's just like, can you just play? You know what I'm saying? Like, you single-handedly get people – you 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 get whoever you want on your team. You get whatever coach you want. You know, it's, it's like it, at some point in time, man, it's just like, damn, man. Like, and then you don't have to take the big shots because you, you play with two other all-stars who can do that to where, you know, we watch. We watched, like, Michael and Kobe and stuff like that. When the big moments came, they wanted the ball. But he cowered away from the moment. And because he playing with two other max players, you know what I'm saying, like, they can make the shot. So it's just like my whole thing with the dude is, ain't no ain't no other NBA player in history, man, had this many concessions for them just to be successful. Exactly. Exactly. It's like, dude, yeah, you struggled – before you went to Miami, because, yeah, you needed more help. But you ain't need that much goddamn help if you was supposed to be the king. That's all I'm saying. Like, you had more help than the average superstar ever received in the history of the league, and that's a proven fact. You know what I'm saying? Nobody knew Scottie Pippen was a superstar until he played with Jordan. Nobody knew what well, Dennis Rodman had some rings, but nobody knew who Ron Harper was until he – you know what I'm saying, made a splash with, with Jordan. Like, Jordan, them dudes created their legacy with Jordan together as well as Jordan did his. You know what I'm saying? Like, you didn't already take established dudes who proved that they can handle the big moments and stuff like that and knock down shots and then go combine and run over here and play with these cats. Like, they didn't do that. They wanted to. They it's on record. They've Magic Johnson and Michael Jordan. All of them. They said, "I don't want to play with Michael Jordan." Charles Barkley said, "I don't want to play with Michael Jordan. I want to beat Michael Jordan." That's the challenge. Nowadays, it's like Kobe Bryant. Like, why don't you request a trade to get out of L.A.? You know, they don't have the talent to get you a championship. No more. You know, you're not gonna get your sixth ring. That's the challenge, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, if we just make the playoffs, who knows what can happen? That's just Mamba mentality. That's something LeBron don't have. So how can you be king? Yeah, you talented. You you know, you got the skills, but you you just don't have the the mamba mentality which makes you king. But yeah. That's it. That's yeah. it. Uh, with with all that being said too, man, like that's why that's why I think, you know, a lot of controversy came out. You know, with like just his wife and everything like that. Not and even if it wasn't for her, you know, a bunch of people were saying it was rigged to have feelings about it just because like the NBA regular season now became so dull because you don't get to see those matchups a lot because you got everybody joining on the same team. So 
a lot of people just check out, or, you know, after about 30 games into the season, or probably right. like right after all-star break. People check out right. and just start waiting for the playoffs because you already know what's going to happen. So they lose exactly. the revenue th- during the season, and then they got to make that money back, man. I mean, I think that extra game gave them an extra, like, 5 or $6 million. It's more than so, that, too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I, my bad. I, I think it's like 20, actually. I think it was like 20. So that game seven, you know, that, that's that's big money on the line, man. This is kind of is what it is, man. Huge money, huge money, huge money. But let's, let's get off LeBron right now, man. So I'm done talking about him. We sound like ESPN. Uh, <laughs> that's all they talk about. Somebody can just somebody NASCAR just died. Not really, I'm just saying. But uh Oh, that was from Cleveland too, yeah. All right, come on, man. Before before we get off of there, uh, I just want to say too uh, how much I hate Tyron Lue, pickle headed <laughs> ass. He running around here like he really done did something. You know what I'm saying? Now, now he 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 a championship coach. You know what I'm saying? Everybody know that's fraudulent. But you know <laughs> yeah, you, we can go. We can go. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm tired of him. Let's step over this man. Okay, yeah, but um. Yeah, you see that your boy Kanye video, man, uh, for his new uh, song "Famous." Hey, man, this dude, he he weird, man. <laughs> he weird. They say they call him a genius, a new genius. He weird, man. That's what we that's what we consider genius in 2016. Yeah, he got. For yeah. those who ain't seen it, all right, let me break it down real quick. For those who ain't seen it, Kanye released this new it's like a 10, 11 minute video uh, for a song that's five minutes called "Famous." Off his off his last album, and um, it features a lot of nudity of celebrity lookalikes, such as himself, Kim Kardashian, his wife. I don't see how a man could put his wife out there like that as a married man myself, but hey, um, Rihanna, that's not a bad look, but, you know, still, Donald Trump, Amber Rose, it's like a gang of motherfuckers. Just in the in the bed naked, in the song playing. And I guess this is. I was I was trying to depict the interpretation of where he was going with this, but I just can't get it. Can you get it? I didn't get it. I heard what he said about it. He said something like, you know, he's just trying to to show what fame does, and like you have no privacy and you know all this and that. But yo, man, you 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 don't went too far, man. You off the rocks. Somebody need to get him some medication. Cause he he wilding, man. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't get it. I ain't even heard that that CD, man. I ain't listened to Kanye since college dropout. So Kanye, Kanye don't lost me a long time ago. I got title the Jay Z streaming. I got title, and I heard the CD. The CD, not bad. Okay, I like I like that song, Famous. It's your jam, in my opinion. He got some songs on that jam. Cause I'll be I I travel for work and I listen to music. The title has a lot of different stuff that other like Rhapsody doesn't have. So I listen to Kanye album from beginning to end, and it's pretty it's different. But honestly, I do like it. You know what I'm saying? It's not I don't like it like I did the old Kanye, of course, which I'm pretty sure you can agree with. Like I don't. 
I, I fuck with the Kanye, you know what I'm saying, who talked about him and his grandmother getting kicked out of out of restaurants because they didn't want him to get, you know what I'm saying, getting kicked out of city ends. But I fuck with the Kanye before his mama died. That's the Kanye I fool with. You can't tell me if his mama was here, he would have married a white girl. That's just, that's just me talking. So, yeah, he's, that's he just seemed to kind of lost it after him, man. Yeah, man, like, I, I fuck with that Kanye. Like, that was, he was genius. I fuck with the Jesus Walk Kanye. You know, when he was actually trying to say something, and I fuck with the George Bush, don't care about black people Kanye. That's Kanye I fuck yeah. with. Me too. One, it seemed like he was more about about the cause and uplifting than just about getting money and making making weird ass clothing. And fucking white girls, marrying white girls, you know, letting them in for your money when they wouldn't let you in. They wouldn't let us in their money. That's what I don't like about it. Yeah. So I'll. I'll... I don't know what's up with him, man. I mean, he, I ain't listening to whatever the fuck that CD is, The Life of Pablo or whatever. Hey, I ain't man. listening to that. I don't hey, even man. know what that means. What does it mean? I don't either. I don't either. I don't either, man. I just got, I just listen to the music. I listen to the music. He got some good songs, some good beats, some good features. And he got this new song. It's like a seven-minute song with Gucci Mane, a whole bunch of rappers. It's a pretty good song, too. It's not on that. It's not on his last album. But uh, no way. Uh, I can't believe a Gucci Mane track is good. I'm not. I'm not. What? I can't go there. <laughs> it's a decent song. It ain't deep or nothing, but it's alright. You just, you know, when I was just be riding, I just be listening to that mess. It's alright, you know. Point is, I've already been on record saying this. I fuck with the old Kanye, the long way. I still listen to the old Kanye. You know what I'm saying? Late registration, college dropout, graduation, the good life. That's Kanye I'm down with. But uh, after that, you know, uh, uh, <laughs> the money. You can tell the money kick in. Like, when, you, when you're a big artist, you can tell when the money kick in. And every artist, male or female, you can tell when the money kick in. You know what I'm saying? Like, the hunger just disappears and the message disappears. Yeah, you just start losing passion in your music, man. I mean, you... Hey, like, that's come the on. whole thing, you know. It's a stepping stone. You get... You actually get bored, so that's why he's trying. It's like he's trying too hard to be deep because he ain't got no real problems like he used to no more. Yeah. yeah so he got problems, but he got rich people problems now as opposed to the, the struggling problems that we all came through together, which is why we could relate to him more. You know what I'm saying? Like, even though he had money when he was coming out, you know, more than us, he was still trying to get where he at now, so he was still... Climbing that ladder, you know what I'm saying. A lot of people evolve and everything, but I mean, like, my point is, he's just weird, man. Like, I just can't get down. I don't get, I don't get down with that kind of mentality. You know? Yeah, that's because his mama gone, man. That should change. Not like him as a person. You know what I'm saying, man? Like when your mama passed away, I think Kanye was the only child. It's like me. When my mama died, it, it changed you. Like I'm not weird, but it changes you. You know what I'm saying? I ain't going to make no white girl change, but, hey, I, I still don't think if his mama, if Dr. Doctor West was here, Kanye would be a completely different person. That's all I'm saying. His music would be a completely different type of music. 
That's just my
Like, I mean, you you don't been in office now, like, like you know, eight years. You finna be up out of there, and you got like ninety one or ninety two percent of the black vote. Like, you know, we came together to get you in there, and this guy really ain't did nothing for us, man. I mean, exactly. every other month he's saying something about the LGBT or you know some other group, but you know he can't fix his lips. Besides, you know when he had a he want to you know kind of wander around and, and end up at a black church and sing Amazing Grace, and we all go crazy. But it's like, damn man, like that ain't that ain't helping us. Like, what's you gonna do to help us? Like, you got you got a little amount of time in there. You ain't did nothing this whole time for us that we can put our finger on and be like, yo. He did this for our community. This is the first right. so-called black man in the White House, and he did this for us. He ain't did nothing for us, man. Nothing. Nothing in general. Nothing. Nothing. We have no solutions to any one of our major problems, to none of our major problems no. as black as black people in today's society, in this century. Like, no. You know what I'm saying? No, not even an attempt at a solution. You know what I'm saying? That's the thing. We understand how Congress works. He tries to pass a law. They vote for it, yay or nay, for the most part, and either it goes through or it doesn't. But we don't even have knowledge that he's tried to push these these certain laws hypothetically through for us. Like, it doesn't happen. Yeah, no, he doesn't if, he, if he wanted to, if he wanted to, he could say he something and say it get blocked. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like in this in this instance, if he wanted to to try to get something through, it got blocked. Then you know you can have your little press conference saying it got blocked, or you know however the way the little politicians do, and you will see black people come together and unite to get whatever is good for us. But the fact that you're not even trying, man, like that, like I'm just sick of this dude, man. I mean, and after this, you know, we have a we had a black man in there. And he didn't do absolutely nothing for us. You know, every president wants something to stand on and they can be remembered for. And he's going to be remembered for this Obamacare and doing everything for the LGBT community. That's that's all he's going to be remembered for. He ain't did nothing for us, man. Nothing. nothing. He, he he left his thumb mark clearly for the LGBT community and tried to do something, I guess, for his form of health care. But for his own people, even his own city is dying. Chicago, Illinois, his hometown, they're dying. Like, you ain't left no thumbprint for that. Like, he's spoken about it. You know, he gave a couple little two-minute speeches. He referenced it. But the murder rate in Chicago is way worse than gay people at Stonewall in New York getting raided and arrested. Wouldn't you agree? And that's where you from, man. Yeah, you, yeah they do, like, man. So obviously we have bigger problems as a society, black or white, than gay people getting raided. You know what I'm saying? People are dying. These kids are killing each other, and they like their stuff. It, it, and it's deeper than surface level. Like the government, I think, has a huge part in the genocide in Chicago. That's another topic for another show, but which is why it's kind of being ignored by by the government per se. Like the National Guard hasn't even been in there yet. Like why why won't you call the National Guard? I hate to say it, but why won't you lock the city down? You know what I'm saying? 
If that's what you got to do to save lives, do that. You know what I'm saying? But nah, he's in New York cutting cutting ribbons, declaring national gay pride, you know, signing documents, co-signing. It's lost brothers killing, killing lost brothers. It's black on black. You know what I'm saying? If it was black on white, then they would have they would have been done shut that shit down. And we already know it. Like this this shit this approves to everybody that go out and vote, man. Like we got a black dude in there and he ain't did nothing for us. So I don't know why you think a Caucasian, whether it be male or female, gonna come in there and help us. Like that man right there should be the reason why black people never vote again. And we should come out and say it, man. We ain't vote no more because look what this fool did. He ain't did nothing. So, I mean, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm, he I'm just going to get it, man. And he exposed the black people's desperation for hope in this country, and you see where that got us. Like, I ain't mad at him for it. It worked. He hustled us good because I voted for the first time, his first term for Obama when I was 18 and 19. And, you know, I thought something was going to happen. You know, hey, why not? Even though we live in Texas and it's a red state, and he didn't win Texas anyway. I still voted, you know what I'm saying, just to feel like I was a part of something. You know what I'm saying? He hustled us to feel like we was a part of something. And look where we at eight years later. In the same exact position, if not worse. But go ahead and take us into that song. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. I want. I got a curveball I want to throw in here, man. So, you know, we, we was off for Father's Day, so we took a, you know, we took a week off, rested up with our families, and, and enjoyed everything. So, you know, I just kind of wanted you to tell the people about, you know, kind of the spat you got into on Facebook and how you feel about what was said to you. Uh, <laughs> okay. You ain't going to say no names or nothing like that, but, you know, you just, you know, just let the people know what happened. All right. Um, I was I was promoting the show. I was talking to one of my Facebook friends we went to school with, and he had put, he had posted, he made a post asking, since everybody's so woke now, so consciously woke now, all of a sudden, what are you doing specifically for the people of the neighborhood where you grew up in? Okay, so I post a link to the show on his stuff, and then he said, what does that do? I said, okay, I explained the show, we attempt, we do our best attempts to educate the public in self-awareness with straight facts, no opinions, not too much, with 90, say 95% facts, 5% opinions, so people can get the gist and, and be aware of the world around them, and basically so they can learn and know their enemy. Now, this dude says, so how does that affect, he kept asking the same thing, like, how does that affect your your community, all right, look, knowledge is power. Am I right? Uh, I think so. Okay, so knowledge, I think so too. So knowledge is power. I explain this. Knowledge is power, and you can't change your, you can't change your life until you know what to change. And that's what the show does. And he going to tell me, oh, them kids ain't listening to that. I say, well, what do you do then, man? What the heck, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I got mad. So what the fuck do you do? You know what I'm saying? He said, "Oh, I, I teach. You know, I, I teach. I work. I work with kids. I'm hands on with the sports program." I say, "Look, man, I work. I have a day job. You know what I'm saying? Like, ain't no serious radio. Ain't called us and gave us a deal yet. I still have to work. I have a family for myself. 
that I only see half the month because I'm on the road. I can't physically be hands-on with the youth like I want to. I don't have the resources to to provide books or extra food, or extra clothes, or be there physically. But how about you listen to the show first instead of criticizing? You ain't, he ain't even listened to the show yet, but he criticized. Listen to the show. Check it out. And if you like it, then since you hands-on with the kids, you can relate what you learn to the kids. But a lot of black people don't think like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, help me out. Since you with the kids, since you there with the kids, take what we talking about and you tell them. Because it's true. We drop facts. We don't speak opinion. You know what I'm saying? We do fact check. This shit is real. Like, so since you hands-on with these kids, you tell these kids what I'm teaching you. It ain't just for the kids. I'm teaching you, too. We get comments saying people learning every day. You know what I'm saying? And we just getting started. We ain't been on a year yet. So I do feel that this show is destined for greatness. Shout out to Cobb, Seti J, Dust by Radio for holding me down. Shout out to my wife. You know what I'm saying? We do have a fan base. You know, we get we get followers. We get, you know, we get shout outs. We get musical artists. You know, the show, the show, is, the show is growing every day. I'm watching it, but us as black people have to stop putting each other down. So, like, you can't sit there and criticize what I'm doing when I'm using the best resources I got right now to my ability. Like, I can learn anywhere. Like, I'm on the road. I can learn anywhere. You know what I'm saying? I can record this show anywhere. Kyle can learn anywhere. We can record this show anywhere. Steady J, our producer, he can... He can be our engineer anywhere. Like we use, we sat down and we thought about this carefully of how we can get our message across to these people, since we don't have the resources to be as hands-on as we want right now. And that's the purpose of this show: to educate yeah, using the best of resources. A lot of the problem is, man. Like I brought that up just to kind of, you know, just to say, man. Like we gotta stop. We gotta stop waiting on that on that great white hope to save us. So you got two people like us that's giving you facts, giving you knowledge. And we say all the time, you can do whatever you want as long as you got the right knowledge to operate through the system. So, right. you know, like me, myself, hey. I work with kids, too. I got a job, too. Um, you know, I'm trying to go to school so I can be a, a principal one day at a urban, you know, urban school. I also want to open up my own business. Like, we're working on multiple things to help our communities and our people. But when we give you knowledge, you got to be willing to accept it. And like you said, if you if he does work with kids, all you have to do is take the information that we're telling you. you we're not telling you to to, to to go tell kids to, to hate white people or do anything like that. But you have to at least let them understand how to operate through the system. You know, like you said. Right. Hey. Talking to all our black I want to chime in on y'all real quick, bro. What's up, um, about what y'all were saying, cause yeah, cause y'all, it, it, it did strike a chord with me. Is and I want I'm just gonna keep this real short and sweet. As far as anybody, and I, I love everybody, man. And I and the thing is, I like everybody having opposition. I don't want everybody to to think the exact same way I do. But let me say this: this radio show is the start of something. Just because. You know, there's been other media people. They were where we were at. 
they started something at this small level, and then when they were able to mobile, you know, the bigger they got, they were able to use their voice to mobilize people more. It start you can't, you know, it's just one thing we didn't try to start something, but we trying to start somewhere. So at least commend the fact that somebody instead of just putting a bunch of quotes and posts on Facebook all goddamn day, y'all y'all the two of y'all took y'all time out to put a show together to try to empower people. So people need to get out their fucking feelings and stop saying that shit. And if it's so fucking easy to do that, call host your own fucking show. Do this week after week. This shit ain't fucking easy. So ain't. It ain't even that, man. It's just the fact, like, you got three brothers here that's, that's fighting for our community every day. Every week, we fighting for our community. We're, we're, we're trying to empower our people and now, you know, our people know that regardless of what happens with the show, without the show, just in our life in general, that we're going to always try to educate without some platform. And exactly. Who the heck is say we not after doing nothing? It's just we don't feel exactly. like we have to broadcast it every five fucking minutes. Oh, I'm not here in the streets helping the streets. Oh, I'm not here in the streets. I ain't got to do that every five fucking minutes. The best activists are the ones that work in the shadows. They want you to, to, they don't watch so many movies like New Jack City. They want you to be in the hood passing out turkeys every other Friday. And then they be like, yeah, that brother cares. Not knowing like that ain't, that ain't helping really solve the problem. You know, that's nice to do here and there. If you want to do that, that's fine. I'm not judging nobody for doing that. But like Dove said, you know, knowledge is power. Education is key. You know, I can feed you all day, but you still have to understand, like, if you get back hungry, you got to understand how to operate throughout the system. And that's what we teach. And that's what we just want people to have awareness that it's things out here that we're going to have to go through that we, we got to fight through. We got to have knowledge. And once you get that knowledge, it'll be easy to operate through the system like all three of us are trying to do. But exactly. anyway, you know, we got we kind of got off course, man. Let's get to this music break. And um, this song is from Ken the Man. It's called Pour Up. And uh, she's from H-Town, y'all. So show us some love. Y'all go ahead with the songs of the week. Being modest, cause I still ain't made it to the island. Fuck school, I ain't wanna go to college, but some way I be getting these dollars. And it's fuck these hoes with a passion. And I'm still on my shit if you ask me. Why is these bitches so passive? I be killing these hoes by the masses, and I talk big shit, I'm only 5 Never give me talk to the 5 Messy ass hoe, keep your mouth up. Say you getting money, why you freeload? Locked been hot, keep the heat told. They ain't got key, that's why I keep smoking. Back in 15, stay road. 2016, I stay pole. They holdin', I'm focused, I'm solid, no foldin'. Pulled your card and I ain't told it. Going through some shit, but I ain't showed it. Say they got business, but they mind me. I'm just fucking hoes for the time being. Heart so cold, I'm below freezing. Bitches switching up on me, no reason. Got your hoe in four seasons. She ain't doing no sleeping. I be drinking, be sipping. Leaning, smoking, and thinking. I don't fuck with new bitches unless them bitches is kinky. They be having the motive. I'm not open, they clingy. Pull up. Pull up. Pull up. Pull up. Pull up. Power, 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 power
CNN. I'm going to say CNN. I don't think ESPN. I'm not sure. But it's pretty much four basic four basic companies that control the television that you watch every day, cable, all that. They control it. Now, the the agenda that's obviously getting pushed heavily these last few years has been the LGBT agenda, you know, the gay lesbian agenda. It's been pushed heavily through our women, somewhat through our men, and they're doing this to emasculate our men, you know, because they understand that a lot of these boys don't have men in the house to curve that, to curve them more away from the television. So when they see this, they see two women kissing, they think it's cute, they think it's sexy, you know, ooh, I want that, I want two women kissing, blah, 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 not realizing that they're talking to these women, trying to get them to realize that they don't need you or they don't got them brainwashed thinking they don't need a man in the house, which is the farthest thing from the truth. Now, when we say, let me break it down, women need a man in the house, not a boy, not a nigga, not a thug. They need a man in the house. It's a difference, and if you're a real woman, you should know the difference. A man handles his business. A man understands right from wrong. A thug, a real nigga, not that nonsense. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about men. You need a man in the house, women. You need one. Whether it's your daddy, a father-type figure, a husband, somebody that wants to build something with you together, that's what men do. Not boys, not real niggas, not hustlers, not go-getters, and blah, blah, blah. No, a man, a man. You need a man in the house, people, to see through the nonsense. Because a lot of times our women, they are so strong and they have so much responsibility now, they don't have the time to use that third eye to see through the nonsense. And that's what you need the man there for. You need that extra set of eyes to curve that bullshit. Do you agree? Yeah, I think, I think well, you know, what we're talking about is television right now. A lot of the problem is that we that we running into is we got, we got men looking at things on TV when it comes to, to all black men. You don't really see a lot of positive influence on, on the television screen. And whenever you see a black person with money, a majority of the time on the television screen, they're rappers or they're some type of entertainer. Basketball player or rapper, that's kind of probably about 80% of the of the black males that you'll see on, on television. So when you go to the entertainment purpose of it and um, you're a black male, you're looking at these rappers which, you know, once again, I, sometimes they really upset me with the, the way they portray us as black men. Like, we're all not into that type of lifestyle. We all don't do that type of stuff. So, you know, you got a majority of our men doing that. And then with the response from the women of the videos, all women are looking at these women who are being degraded by being called bitches and hoes and everything of that nature, and they go right along with it. So, you know, they're looking for the wrong type of people just to start off. You know, when you, you look at that, you don't see that type of image portrayed in country music. You don't see that type of type of image portrayed with, you know, a lot of stuff that Caucasians listen to. You know, people got to understand, like, it's a reason why we're allowed to listen to this type of music. It's, it's the reason why we don't have people like KRS-One no more and stuff like that. Because right. that, that sends an uplifting message towards the 
black community. So it's okay to put a drug dealer on TV that go to the strip club and spend twenty thousand, thirty thousand in one night on the strip when you know right. we putting that money into some young black person's hand that that can start a business and help out his own community. You know, it's okay right. to do that. It's okay to put athletes like Kyrie Irving on the pedestal when he don't he don't mess around with black women. It's okay to do that. So, I mean, we got a lot of imagery with black people that's on television that really don't give us a positive response or, or hope. You know, so we either have that, we have that end of the spectrum that's negative, and then on the positive, it's, it's normally something like, and I know you say you like the Cosby's and everything like that, but I mean, the false hope with no struggles almost going on on that whole, that whole sitcom, your dad, your dad's a doctor, your mom's a lawyer, like that's fine and that's great for everybody. That's probably only like three to five percent of black families. Like we don't have any realism in the way a majority of black families live that we can relate to that that have a strong black man in the house or that strong black woman and kids that, that listen and, you know, trying to strive for greatness. We don't have that. So, you know, until we get a lot of that on television, sometimes it's just a trap that we gotta try to avoid. Right. Now, the music thing, now people now people don't, a lot of people don't know this, but back in the 80s, you know, the NWA days, they um it was a secret meeting. I was reading about this, and it's been confirmed by a lot of, um, I'm not going to name them names, but a lot of music, ex-CEO music executives, that it was a secret meeting and brought together by the private prison industry. Now, this is at the time when hip hop was dominated by KRS One, um, Cool Modi, uh, Rakim, and positive rap. Queen Latifah, you know, positive rap was was the thing. You know that that was the trend. You know, what I'm saying like, who you calling the bitch? Blah blah blah. You know, Queen Latifah. You know, uplifting messages through rap music, and they was on the radio. They was hits. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So they had this private meeting with the the head of major record labels and the billionaires who was building these private prisons, and they told them it was a very private meeting. They told them that they want you to focus your level of entertainment to negative imagery, your music, negative imagery or gangster music, as you will, so to promote violence communities and black black and brown communities so we can fill our private prisons. Now, they got, of course, a bonus by agreeing and signing on to do this. And some people in the meetings were outraged, and they got kicked out. And if they didn't want to comply, they couldn't say nothing because they, they threatened them. They threatened their freedom, and they was going to throw them in jail if they said something. You know, these was, this was a meeting conducted by the elite of elite, you know what I mean? And after that meeting, you know what I'm saying, less than a year later, you have groups like NWA, um, you know, Ice-T, you know what I'm saying, all these all these gangster rappers, you know what I'm saying? Like, And it basically curved all the positive imagery of hip-hop, you know what I'm saying? No more Kid and Play, no more KRS-One. No more happy rap, no more party music, no more rock the crowd. Now it's about guns and drugs and surviving and, and robbing and all that, which was a part of the struggle. 
Now, not to knock NWA, I love NWA because they didn't lie, they kept it real. But the thing about that, all you saw, that's all they put their machine behind. You know what I'm saying? Like you didn't have, at that time, you didn't have any alternatives. You know what I'm saying? I had, you know, people, you know, like that's all they played. You know what I'm saying? You couldn't, I mean, they was making other, you know, of course, music trying to, but they didn't just quit, but it just got drowned in the sea of money, which was pushing all the negative stuff, you know what I mean, to promote, to fill up these private prisons, which is basically corporations, which is basically so they can bring back slavery and don't have to give us jobs on the outside. And it's it's all just, just a big loophole, you know what I'm saying? Like people think we're not making this up. These are facts. These are the games that these people play with our music, with our expressions, with with something that seems so small is used as a tool for so much more for our enemy, people. You got to wake up and see this. Like, I'm giving you the game. You know what I'm saying? This is free game. This is just what they did with music. We ain't got started on TV or Facebook or social media or Instagram or Twitter. We ain't got it on that. We ain't got to that yet. It's just music. So, when you look at, at the television and stuff like that, man, like you said, it's, it's like, I think you said four, but it's actually like six companies that own like 90% of it. It's Time Warner, Walt Disney, Viacom, Rupert Murdoch, CBS, and NBC. And those, all those companies, all the stations we got, it's only 10 of them that are black-owned stations. That's it. Like, that's all we got. Some of them are stations you never even heard of. You know, we only own like 60, I think it's 65 or 68 radio stations. So any message that we want to get out positive, it's hard for us to get out there because we're drowned by the masses, and the masses only want to push out bullshit to give us a negative image. Right. So, you know, that's what we got to start realizing. I mean, you know, Oprah started her own. She's one person. We got... We got a bunch of black athletes. We got a bunch of black entertainers out here. A bunch of black, you know, movie directors and stuff like that. Like, they can't come together and get a radio station. They can't come together and get a channel. Like, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's a reason why these people are at the forefront of the black community. You got to realize this. Like, they're not. You get a drug dealer influence over the black community because most of the time they drug dealers it's used to harm it, so when they, you give them even more money, like, they're not going to do a lot of stuff positive to uplift. You know, they're not going to give, they're not going to give a lot of, a lot of people with, you know, with our mindset, throw a lot of money that way. Because they know that it's going to trickle back down to the black community through knowledge, through sustenance, you know, through building, through infrastructure. Like, they're not, they're, they're not going to do that. That's why it's hard. That's, we have to push even harder and fight hard every day try to get our message across so we can come together and unite and realize that when you have more brothers like us on the forefront, that our main priority in life is to see our people come together, then that's how we win. We don't win by giving by giving influence to drug dealers. We don't win by giving it to the ball players just because you happen to be six, eight, six, nine. You do it to people, you have to give your power to people who, who want to look out for you. It's like we, we've been saying the whole show, we could easily, you know, be doing something else. 
We take time, me, you, and Steady J. We take time out to try to uplift our people. Right, That's right. what we got to get back to. Yeah, man. It's just, you know, in conclusion, you know what I'm saying, we got to start wrapping up. You know, we um, got off topic earlier, but, you know, to push solutions to how we can start to, to change a lot of this, it starts in the home, whether you're a single mother, single father, if you got both parents in the home, you know, everybody can do this. You have to set aside, you have to schedule some type of time with youth in your house. You know what I'm saying? Teenagers, adolescents, you have to schedule some type of personal time with our youth. You know, you don't need money to do this. Just talk to them. Just 30 minutes to an hour. Talk to them. See where their head is at. You can let them see where your head is at. You know what I'm saying? Get a feel for it. Stop putting them in front of the TV. Stop buying these kids cell phones at the age of five, six years old. Like, they don't need a cell phone at the age of five or six years old. Like, okay, they're not good. They shouldn't be lost in a city at five or six years old. They can, you have to have a phone to find them. They should be nowhere where you need a phone to find your five or six or seven, eight, nine year old child. They don't need that much technology this soon. They don't need that much access to nonsense because these kids are not going to use the internet to look up, to look up, you know, positive imagery or read books and online. They're going to go straight to social media and see the the garbage that's being promoted constantly. It's just ridiculous. Like they don't need that. They need you. They need us. You know what I'm saying? We have to rebuild and redefine our community. You know what I'm saying? This is a solution that I think would work immediately. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to, you know, I'm doing it with my kids. You know, I put, you know, they watch TV. They go to school during the day, so they don't watch TV at all. When they come home, I watch a little TV with them, but then I talk to them. I try to talk to them. They're three and one. they babies, so I can't talk to them. I can't have an adult conversation, but I just talk to them, play toys. You know what I'm saying? Something simple. Just keep them out in front of the TV because these cartoons that they watching, they ain't righteous either. So just keep, you know, just keep that communication line open with your child, you know. Not saying be their friend, but just talk to them to see where their head is at, you know what I'm saying. The more human contact, the better. This technology is getting more advanced every day, and it's erasing our need for human contact which is a tragedy. You know, a lot of people like it because they can they can hide. They can say stuff and not have consequences as a, as opposed to you being in somebody's face and saying it, you have to deal with your problems, what is it, which is what people don't realize either. It's like you're not, you're not learning how to be a problem solver or a thinker. You know, you have to learn how to be a thinker. You have to learn how to be an individual. You know, unplug yourself, people. Unplug your children. You know, don't plug them. Don't put them in front of anything that can influence them to the point where you can't get them back. You know what I'm saying? And if they got you for 30, 40 minutes and you watch a little TV, that's fine. You know, ain't nothing wrong with a little good TV, whatever. You know, I got young kids, so Sesame Street, educational stuff, you know, that's fine. You know, we got stuff to do. 
it's, I'm just trying to be real. You know what I'm saying? I know you can't just spend as much people working. Yeah, you can't just spend as much time as you would like with your kids. That's understandable. But something, you have to, whether it's 10 minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, just start off small with our youth and talk to them. Develop some type of bond to get them to understand that, okay, um, I don't have to, I can put my phone down. It's not boring to talk to people. I learn how to use my words instead of typing everything and and just saying nonsense, seeing my people fight on TV or on, on my phone. Like, you don't need that. That's nonsense. We need to be our own community because our enemy is not going to help you. Like, everything they give us has a negative agenda behind it. And that's the saddest thing that I've ever had to say. But every single thing that seems good or seems fun has a negative agenda behind it. You know, that's just the truth. So we have to understand that community starts at home with our youth. And that's just and that's just what it is, you know. This is a solution that can work. Fix this imagery. People have to know the difference when they do. When they do, when these kids do end up listening to this nonsense music, they know they have to talk to you at the end of the day or in the middle of the day, and you can just knock that bullcrap right out their head before it get planted. You know what I'm saying? These kids ain't got nobody to tell them that, and that's our fault. It's not the white folk fault. That's our fault. So you got anything? To wrap it up with man. Yeah, man, my my quick solution is uh, always, you know, if you you are a, a black male and, you know, you're the head of the house, you just got to make sure you keep your family bond strong. Make sure you always educate your family. You know, my son's five years old right now. My son is aware enough, and I teach my son every day if something happened to daddy, you got to be the man to step up and take care of your mom. You know, so... I mean, you got to be able to raise your son and your daughter as strong black people in society. And like I say, you got you got to equip them with the knowledge, so you know they they understand. Like you know, life is not supposed to be easy, you know, but it's not supposed to be this hard either. You're gonna go through some obstacles, and you know that's that's really it, man. I mean, as far as the the whole television thing, you know, you just gotta you gotta try to monitor what your kids watch and. You know, if they are going to watch TV, just try to make it as educational as possible, which is what I do. And, you know, that's about it, man. You got to keep your family strong, man. Yeah, man. All right, y'all. We go, on that note, we go wrap it up. True Colors Podcast. Shout out to, you know, Steady J, Dust by Radio, our fan base. You know what I'm saying? We going to start putting a number up so people can call in and chime in and give us their two cents as well. Um, I'm D-U-B with Cobb, and we out. See you next week. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.